listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. This is SBS On The Money for this Wednesday, the 3rd of March 2021. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later, boardroom changes at Rio Tinto, but first, Australia's spectacular economic recovery, GDP up 3.1% in the December quarter. We now have two consecutive quarters of growth above 3%. That's something that hasn't happened since... I guess the 1960s, but the recovery is uneven and year-on-year growth is still down 1.1%. For more on that, I spoke earlier with the Managing Director of Market Economics, Stephen Kukulis. These headlines of economic rebound, how do they reflect with what people on the street are feeling and especially those small businesses suffering because it's not necessarily an even recovery, is it? It certainly isn't. And I think you've hit the nail on the head with that uh, description of what's happening now. And it's, it's showing up in other data, not these GDP numbers, but the other data that we've been seeing from business surveys and the like. And that is that the big companies, the big retailers, the, dare I say, Bunnings and these uh, iron ore producers are doing really well. They're the, the drivers of this rebound in the economy. The small business sector, the ones that rely on foot traffic or uh, smaller activity to go on, they're, they're the ones suffering. Tourism, of course, and education are the other ones that are, that are under a lot of pressure. Given that household spending drove the result, what does it say about the need to manage COVID outbreaks and an economic shutdown? Yes, it's us consumers that are, that are driving this uh, recovery. We're, well, we're all cashed up. Savings, even though they fell in the quarter, is still at a relatively high level. Interest rates on our debt has uh, fallen dramatically, so that's saving us some money. So again, it's this lockdown issue that's going to be very, very important going forward. If we are able to contain it, the vaccinations here in Australia mean that we can cope with little uh, hot spots of COVID breakouts in various um, places, which will inevitably still occur, of course, that we'll be able to probably keep the economy going, that we consumers will go out and about and go about our business and spend, because I think that's the critical part of this recovery. I would also note that the business sector, the business investment numbers, while they were up in the December quarter, are still trending down. You mentioned as well the household saving ratio. Even though it's still relatively high, it has come down from that record level, right? So with people accessing their savings now, what does it mean for the economy as we start coming off economic stimulus like JobKeeper? Again, a really good point because we did withdraw some of our savings during the December quarter to fund this consumption. That's good. I think as the Treasurer pointed out, it's an important part of the recovery. But a a point does come when you run out of savings, when you've spent your last dollar in the bank, so to speak. And with JobKeeper uh, ending at the end of March, JobSeeker scaling back uh, at the end of March, wages are still very, very weak. So that household income is going to be constrained when we get to the end of March. So March quarter is probably going to be good, a good number too when we get that in three months' time. The big question will be the June quarter. The RBA wants to see wages and employment rise. What do these figures say about where, where those two are going? So that's saying that the RBA would be pleased to see the employment numbers, the GDP numbers are required to create jobs. You need a strong economy, if you like, to get people back into work and off job keeper, job seeker payments and the like. So we need to see that economic growth coming through. So they would welcome these numbers. But as we saw in the most recent uh, labour force data, there is still 6.4% unemployment. 
pre-COVID, it was around about 5, 5.1%. So here we are at 6.4% unemployment rate. We've got to create a lot of jobs in the next 12 months to get to a 5% unemployment rate. Is this data likely to have any impact, particularly on monetary policy? Because we heard from the RBA yesterday say we essentially won't raise rates until 2024. It has some conditions that need to be met, but the bond market is saying otherwise. As we saw yesterday, they are not yet completely convinced that we've got the sort of recovery that will spark a lift in wages and a lift in inflation, which is what they want to see. They want to see inflation back in their two to three target range. And even on their own forecast, they're not going to get there for at least two years. Hence, policy being very, very easy for those next three years. Um, Again, the RBA has signalled that they're um, going to keep policy easy until we get entrenched inflation at two and a half percent, the middle of their target range. And the bond market right now is actually telling us a really interesting story. We've had the long-end yields, the 10-year bond yields rising very, very sharply over the last few months and particularly the last few weeks. They don't move without some uh, substance behind what they're seeing. So again, the bond market traders and the international capital markets are looking at things like commodity prices. The oil price is back at 60 US dollars a barrel. The iron ore price is going gangbusters. Copper price, things that go into industrial production and the, if you like, the early signals on an inflation lift, they're coming through in some of these indicators and they're perhaps suggesting that the global economy is getting a little bit of momentum as the vaccinations are rolled out and bits and pieces of the global economy are opening. And of course, our friends in China are actually having, well, I won't call it an economic boom, but really a period of very rapid economic growth, over 6.5% GDP in China. They're back to where they were pre-COVID and then some. Economist there, Stephen Kukoulos, now to the Australian share market, up 0.8% on the 206,818. The miners and banks did very well today. For more on the market action, I spoke earlier with Peak Asset Management's Niv Dagan. Niv, the market's up today. Why? Yeah, S&P's up 53 points, Ricardo. Materials surging ahead of the rest of the market where Infotech is lagging. We're seeing a really strong pickup in gold. So uh, Newcrest is up 2%, Remilius up 13%, and also Fortescue in the iron ore is up 4.47%, even though JP Morgan cut the price target just recently. So uh, materials are driving the market. We saw the economic numbers come out today, GDP of 3.1%, better than what the market was expecting. Did the market react? Yeah, so GDP increased by 3.1% quarter on quarter, and we've seen the Australian dollar up above 78 US cents. So year on year, the economy actually shrunk by 1.1%, uh, but the, the market expected 1.8% decrease. It was much better than expected. And that's been driven predominantly by retail materials across the board. We uh, got some comments from China. What's it saying about the global economy? Yeah, look, so the head of China's Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission did come out uh, saying that they were worried about foreign asset bubbles and, and, and potentially bursting, and that's driving the, the Chinese and Asian market lower. So it is something that we are keeping a very close eye on. There's also been some boardroom movements in corporate Australia. Can, I, can you run us through them? Yes, we had Rio Tinto's chairman depart, uh, and that was on the back of the decision to destroy the cultural significant rock shelters in WA last year in the Pilbara. So uh, that did put pressure on the chairman, and uh, we've seen Rio Tinto's uh, chairman depart uh, in, in today's trading session. And just finally, given the current economic conditions and environment, right, what are you telling your clients and what kind of investment opportunities are there right now? Yeah, I think it's really being defensive. So we've seen the volatility index, uh, Ricardo, which is really the 
the price protection options increase above 15, which is a, a signal of a potential, not say correction, but it is a, a warning signal. So we are telling clients to take some profits off the table and uh, remain defensive in this current market. Niv Dagan there from Peak Asset Management. That is SBS on the money for this Wednesday. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Business Ricardo. This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.